You're listening to Sunny Side Up, a bite-sized podcast that brings you real-world insights that help go-to-market professionals evolve and stay up-to-date on the latest trends. Join us as we share best practices and proven techniques from industry experts and practitioners. Today's episode is made possible by Demand Matrix. Demand Matrix helps you complete your data stack with technographic, intent, and revenue potential data to help you accelerate revenue. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to our show. My name is Ajit Desai, and I'm very excited about our new series wherein I'll be talking to leaders from EMEA. This is going to be a very super insightful series, and I would definitely suggest to stay tuned for more. Well, today on my show, I have Mr. Sultan Simlali. He's Sales Development Director for Oracle CX. He's based out of Netherlands, and we would be talking about Agile Applied to Sales Management. He's been a sales leader for the last 16 years across the EMEA and Benelux region. In his current role, he's also, he acts as a bridge between multiple stakeholders like sales, marketing, consulting, partners, and many more. Apart from this, the most interesting part which I love about Sultan is basically he's a host to a podcast by name, a very, very interesting name like him called Digital Explain to My Mom. Uh, where he meets the experts and tries to explain what do they do in the words that the way you would have explained to your mom or she would understand. So that's a great initiative, I would say, Sultan. Well, in his uh, spare time, of course, he's a family man. He spends time with family and most important, he loves flying small aircrafts. So without wasting time, let's get flying. Welcome to our show, Sultan. Bonjour. Bonjour, Ajit. Good to see you. <laughs> Same here. Okay. Uh, well, so while we get started about our topic uh, that we have for today, I was reading some interesting insights today morning, and I would love to quickly, you know, uh, talk about it if you don't mind. So, sure. we we all know, right? Uh, probably what happened to the dinosaurs. Basically, uh, they were the most dominant animals uh, on the earth million years ago, and I think it's been that many years they've been gone, or they we don't see them anymore. They were very big, strong, indestructible, right? But then no matter how strong you are, you know, uh, we know that a series of great environment changes completely wiped out all the dinosaurs. Now what we are left with actually with their pile of bones that we go and see it into the museums basically. Well, I think then you would be probably wondering why am I telling this or why am I talking about this? What does the extension of dinosaurs has to do with the increase in our sales or growing our business? And I think to relate it, I think I have one word which is called adaption. And I think that's about today's topic that we're going to talk with Sultan, basically. So uh, let's get started, Sultan. And uh, before we dive into or deep dive into our, uh, today's topic, would you mind just sharing a quick journey and your experience uh, so far as a sales leader? Sure. Um, so I was uh, born and raised in Belgium. Uh, my mm. parents always had shops and always did business. And so I grew up serving customers and working with customers, serving potatoes and all the kind of things that we have in our grocery <laughs> store. Um, yeah. And... Um, when I went older and I started to go studying, I went to study economics. I never thought about going into business um, until I started working for, as a student for Microsoft. And then I realized that, hey, actually working in IT and doing business in IT is really cool. 
I love it. I love technology and so on. So I, I became very happy about it. So I went to study marketing, finance, and I yeah, stumbled in roles in different sales. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have been fortunate to work in sales, partner management, uh, but also traveled and worked from the Caribbean and also in Singapore for a bit less than two years. So, yeah, sales uh, gave me a lot of chances, a lot of opportunities to meet a lot of people and to work together with them and making uh, teams and also our customers successful. Yeah, I think I think you learn the act of being a great sales buyer from a very early stage, which has been reflecting, I would say, in your career, but definitely. So, yeah, that's good to know. Okay. Good teachers. <laughs> good teachers. <laughs> right. So, I think the first question that comes to my mind today then is, why apply Agile to sales management, basically? Well, uh, the reason is that um, if you look back at Agile, Agile is the consequence of the way uh, software was developed in the past. So we used to have this waterfall method where you would define what you want to build and then go through an entire process uh, until you deliver a software for the end users. And the time between that could be years. So by the time you define what you want to have and what you get, your needs might have changed as an end user. Um, And so a group of developers and great minds in programming came together in 2001 and came up with that concept of Agile. And they wrote the Agile Manifesto, which is a set of rules that explain what an Agile methodology and how can you develop software in an Agile way. And when I started reading into that, um, I saw actually that they defined uh, creating software is a complex product. So how do you Uh, build a complex product in small incremental steps and that you check over time, every time, okay, so every two weeks you check, what have I built, does it work, are the users happy, and so on. And uh, I think I was, a couple of years back, I was sitting in a QBR, quarterly business review, where uh, each one of us need to present our business plan and what are we going to do. And those kind of meetings take days where people for hours explain what they do on PowerPoint, they share the deck and then nothing happens. And it looked very much as what you do in software development. So uh, started talking with colleagues, we looked at how could we apply this concept of Agile to sell to increase actually the speed of our sales process by just working in a small team, very quickly uh, built step-by-step towards the closing of business. And we need to keep in mind that uh, in B2B sales, uh, sales opportunities can take six, nine, or two years, six, nine months, or even two years to close. So this process is very long, and we really want to accelerate and make it incremental by small and small and small steps. Wow. I mean, never thought about this way, basically, because I'm being part of more of a marketing side, though, but always aligned with sales. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, this is this is this is a good insight. So I think <clears throat> then, but as you rightly said, this was developed by the developers, basically. I would say. So yeah. is it not something for developers and geeks rather than more of a sales thing? No, um, I don't think so. I, th- I think there is <clears throat> kind of a mindset that can be used by any business uh, user. So we see that agile is also being applied into marketing. Uh, we see the way marketers are working using Scrum and Kanban methodologies 
to manage, for example, the execution of a campaign. So dividing everything into small tasks and check by the end of the week, has everyone done their work? Do we have any kind of bottleneck? What do we need to correct? And go back and go back and do again for the next week and so on. So um, I think it can be applicable to any areas of life. Um, Perfect. And not only the geeks. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, also, I think uh, today, uh, if I just talk, or when I was, I was like, uh, I was telling to my c- colleagues or my friends, I'm going to talk about this particular topic. So, is that something like an agility is a trendy word, or, uh, or, and, and how can it work actually? I think there are two questions that I have aligned to it, basically. Yeah, uh, I think yeah, yeah, it can be kind of trendy as soon as you have it on the front page of the Economist or any newspaper or anyone, and you want to say, "Hey, I'm agile," and today the new trend is, "I'm a Bitcoin investor" or whatever. Um, exactly. But but, <laughs> but it goes beyond than that. I think the. The whole mindset behind it is nothing new. It is just that um, you want to be able to um, measure progress and see that. And that's probably one of the most frustrating things in, in B2B sales is that uh, you might be working for months, developing an opportunity, developing an account, developing relationships, and it takes time. Uh, and if you are able to uh, cut that whole process into smaller chunks, then you can see your progress and it's more motivating. So if I tell you, you'll need to train for a marathon uh, and you every day you will go and five, run five kilometers, by the end of the week, you'll do 35 kilometers. If you just wait sure. for the Sunday and just go and train and do these 35 kilometers, you will not do it if you're not trained. So um, it's all about that being able to cut in smaller pieces, build, review, cut, small, review and so on awesome so uh, we we have this exercise you know where we do something where we break the yearly goals into a quarterly goals so you are now i think this is one step or two step ahead of it where we're just not focusing on quarterly goals rather we are breaking it into maybe a two weekly or something like a goal would you share some light on it basically or yeah. like any framework that you would suggest or something to our listeners basically yeah i i, I think i would I would still um, keep the, um, the goal. If you have a quarterly goal or yearly mm-hmm. goal, it is good. I think what you then need to do is uh, real look at how so, uh, what do I need to do to get to where I want to be? And then defining that, uh, defining that goal, looking at how can I get to my end goal, and then cutting that into smaller activities that will help me get there. I think one of the key things as well that we probably didn't touch enough is the fact that it's a teamwork. So it is a team effort and you need to be make sure that everyone within the team will work together towards the same goal, um, but also that everyone is accountable for each other. So it's also a mindset that if we are together in that team and we are working toward that goal, we all need to be uh, responsible. So if I part of a scrum team and I would say, okay, I come in to do that. I need to do it. Uh, no matter my role, uh, even a director would come in to do something and he doesn't do it. The team needs to be able to look at him and say, hey, do you promise to do that? Um, could you please do it? And if you haven't done it, please tell us why. And if you are frank and work together as a team, I think we can achieve great things. Great. And uh, how, how would you really... Uh 
what do you think about the whole communication you know and the ownership as you rightly mentioned about the ownership but how would you like to cascade these things basically because uh, when you're trying to work together as a team just not one like sales but you're working with my yeah. i think communication so if you could talk about it or if you could share some light on it basically yeah sure so what what they do in, in uh, for example in scrum is that they have it's one of the agile methodologies what they do they have the stand up meetings and they have their they're starting actually their scrum sprint so a sprint is a period of one week or two week where they will work towards an end product as a development team um, and they have then stand-up meetings every morning to say, okay, so how, what have we done? Uh, do we have any bottleneck? Do we need to do something, etc.? So really, but very quickly, like a 10 minutes, 15 minutes, just sync with the team. Applying Agile to your sales team would be probably the same thing. It's really about uh, having your pre-sales, your technical resources, marketing, actually the people that you need to be successful. You bring them together every two weeks for 30 minutes very quickly. Say, okay, this is what we want to do. Are we all aligned? Who can do what? Spread the work and then review on a regular basis. And then two weeks later, come back to, did have we done it or not? And the communication can take multiple forms, but it's usually very simple. Just use that forum where you come together and then maybe use a Kanban board like a Trello board or any kind of post-its or whatever, uh, to be able to track that progress in a visual way that everybody is aware of what the rest of the team is doing. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, I think, uh, where did you experiment and you know, do, do you mind like sharing some results if you're okay with it up to our listeners, basically? Yeah, sure. So um, we have started experimenting that in uh, at, at Oracle. So we're always looking for ways to serve our customers better. Um, and so we started experimenting that here in the region, so in the Benelux region, uh, in the UK region. And uh, by bringing the teams together, and really looking at uh, demand generation and opportunity progression, and how can we apply those principles to get some velocity, but also getting the right people around the table. So um, one of the things as well that is kind of a challenge for salespeople is this loneliness feeling so you are responsible for your quota you are the one that people look to when you don't get your number uh, luckily you have a lot of resources but you're not always aware of it so bringing that kind of structure bring that team together allows to spread the responsibility and uh, allows also to work more together having that forum where people come together and are willing to be successful together um, so I, th I think that really concept of working together, and especially now in this COVID time where everybody's working from home, like you, like me, um, yeah. is it, really important. And that's okay. really okay. kind of a mindset process kind of thing. True. And I'm sure I think when the situation like this comes, maybe it's a COVID or anything which which stops us from doing many things, I think, where you feel isolated and you still want to be pushed to your limits or to do your numbers, I think. It's very important to adopt and be a part of a team, as you rightly said, because if you're not a part of a team, you would never be able to achieve or get to the next mile that you want to be. You can't just walk alone everything out there. And I think that's where that story was about that adaption and you can't just be, you have to be together. It's fantastic. Okay. Uh, 
so uh, i think this is this is really great and i am loving all this whole conversation so um, what do you think i mean how can technology help in this particular aspect of being agile um i i think that the way technology can help being agile is um that we already have a lot of luckily i would say luckily the agile come from the geek world so <laughs> the geeks have developed a lot of tools uh, like a Trello board, like a Microsoft has also an alternative for that. And um, so um, we have now, thanks to, or because of COVID, uh, the emergence and the surge of Zoom and all those video conferencing platforms that allow us to collaborate together in a better way. And I'm seeing that now even my kids know what Zoom is. I mean, that, that, that's kind of crazy. Um, Absolutely. That's something that uh, I've been using video conferencing for 10 years, but over the last six months, they know now what it is. Um, so we have those tools. And then, uh, so it's, it's about actually leveraging the Kanban board, for example, like a Trello or something like that. But it's also probably about using your CRM in a good way. So uh, how do you use your, especially for sales, uh, your CRM? So what we do is using our sales cloud to make sure that uh, we are managing the activities um, as part also of the Scrum conversation so that, again, this whole admin kind of place in sales that we all hate doing admin work. We want to speak to yeah. customer. We don't want to be typing things in the system. <laughs> if you put that as, as part of the conversation about a progression, you can make it much faster. The information is being spread using the systems. And at the same time, there is a progression. So it's about bringing okay. all those things together. Okay, okay, and then uh, th this is all like this has been tracked into your CRM to get some results out of it. Is that yeah. I mean, just not going by the company name, but but from an overall, yeah, yeah, does okay. Yeah, so and, so we use our CRM as one of the key building blocks as well to make sure that we don't duplicate work in a sense. So. Right. How, how do you think the feedback mechanism is important in when, while you're doing an agile uh, approach, basically? Uh, do you think, uh, like, because somebody who's lagging or somebody who's not owning the task, how would that feedback mechanism should go, go for the individual? I, th I think it would need to go more in a direct way. So pretty much the same way as um, a team would do. So this is why I, I like to talk about that kind of team, if you look at a top performing team in sports, you see that they're very really tough on each other. Uh, if you miss a goal, you miss a goal and everybody sees it. Uh, but if you score, we all party together and we work together. So the communication needs to be as direct as possible. And I can imagine okay. that in some organization might be hard, but um, I think it should really be the goal because then you cannot hide and you can own your mistakes. And we all do mistakes. Everyone does mistakes. But when you make your mistakes, you own it, you correct it, you stand up and you run again. And I think that's really what we need to do. Great. I think uh, this this is definitely some great insights and ideas actually to look forward when in a situation what we are into or what we are going through, the way the technology has been changing, the way the sales has been changing, the approach has been changing. Definitely this makes a lot of sense. So I think then the next best question I have for you is what's your future plan from here? Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, there are many. Um, I think um, 
I, I think that the key thing is um, try to develop this methodology and, and, and improve it over time. Because again, you are applying agile, so you need also to have that mindset for yourself. And we are doing that on a regular basis. Um, so keep working on that. And I'm working currently on documenting that, um, documenting mm-hmm. that approach, and maybe uh, share it to the broader audience like we do today. Fantastic. I think that would be a, that, that, that's going to be a good one, basically. Uh, well, I think uh, it, because it's a bite-sized podcast, I want to restrict myself asking more questions and get more insights from you. But this is like a very good conversation, but I would have to stop myself. So, well, uh, if you don't mind, uh, could you share some insights? Because you're, you are also a host of a great podcast. So what do you think about that particular aspect, you know? Would you like to talk a little bit about your podcast and how can people really reach out to you if they really want to understand and learn from you? And how open are you for this? Yeah, uh, re- really open. I think we are in an uh, open economy, open knowledge, and we uh, all can learn from each other. So I'm really willing to learn. And that's where I started the podcast, Digital Explains to My Mom. And mm-hmm. it came actually to a conversation I had with her when um, we all have that moment where your mom looks at you and it's like, okay, so, so what do you do? And then you try to explain to her and then she's like, uh-huh, okay. <laughs> so you, you want some tea or you want something else? You want something to eat? Um, right. And so I, I had a conversation with friends and we said, okay, well, actually, we, it's very hard to explain to your mom, uh, especially when you work with technology. So this is how it started. Um, and I think we need to be curious and try to also give the podium to people. So I'm re- always looking for people that are willing to share what they do, uh, how they do it, how they got there, um, and explain it in words our moms would understand. Awesome. That's a good, good initiative. And I think, uh, of course, we'll leave a link out there uh, to, so to know, know more about it, basically. Oh, great. Uh, I think this is definitely a good session. And uh, I would really say thank you. Merci, merci beaucoup. Uh, thank you so much for being on this podcast with me and uh, we will continue our discussion. Before I let you go, two things. Who would you like to give a big shout out and what could be your parting words for our listeners? Okay. Um, probably the person I would nominate is uh, one of my friends, uh, Grégoire Poti. Uh, mm-hmm. So you can uh, exercise your French as well. Yeah. He's, a, he's, a, he's a great mind in business and great mind <laughs> in design thinking. Okay. Uh, experience design so um, I think it can be a very interesting conversation with him um, and I think a part in world is uh, we need to find ways in this socially distance world to bring some structure in one way or another to keep in touch and stay connected together we are fortunate to have jobs where we can uh, work right. in a safe environment but we miss the yeah. social contact so we need to find ways to keep that connection going. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. And you take care of yourself. And thank you for being on our show. It's been a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Sunny Side Up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review us and share these insights with your peers.